Um, this is Yehudi Feldman. We're going to be doing today Mishle Unit 20, covering verses 7 down to chapter 21, verse 1. The unifying features of the unit are emphasis on Melech, which is mentioned four times, um, emphasis on Arevut, uh, a favorite bet noir of Sefer Mishle, uh, and various other issues having to do with false ways. Um, we'll, 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 we'll bring them out as we go along. The transitional postdoc between Unit 19A and Unit 20 is a typical pious postdoc of Mishlei, Metalech Betumot Sadik Ashrei Vanav Acharav. Uh, a tzaddik who walks back and forth uh, in perfection, in other words, always trying to do the right thing. Ra'ui Tihiwa, his children, most likely his children are going to get great benefit from having such a father. Now, this is the case most of the time. It was the case with Abraham, who was Hitzalechopanai, the Hayyei Tamim. It was the case with Yaakov, who was Yaakov Ishtam Yosheva Holim. But it was not necessarily the case with Noah, who was Ishtadik Tamim et Elohim Noach. But Noach had one son of his three, who was just, let's say, not exactly the best, and that was Ham. So, but on the other hand, he didn't benefit from the fact that his father was righteous. He was one of the few people saved from the flood, same way that Lot, Abraham's nephew, is rescued from Sodom, which is the chus of Abraham. Melech, Yosheva al-Kisedin, the first of the several mentions, is a rat ve'enav korah, the responsibility of a human king who sits in the court of justice is to see to it that all wickedness is scattered just by one look, in other words, People have to be so frightened of the king that they'll be afraid to do wickedness. Again, the point here is that the responsibility of the humans in charge of law enforcement down here is to see to it that the law enforcement down here is done in such a quality that there's not that much left for Hashem to do to make up for the failures of law enforcement on earth. Mi Omar Zikiti Unusual process of Mishlech. This is the kind of a pasuk you'd be much more likely to find in Tehillim. It's a reflective pasuk of a person who basically is standing before Hashem and saying, there's no way that a human being could possibly say that they have not committed sins. In fact, this pasuk would go very well with Eov as well. But in Mishle, it seems out of place. The word Tahir is very uncommon in Mishle. The word chait in the sense of, uh, you know, the sense of sin as distinguished from making a mistake is also pretty rare in Mishlei. Um, but, you know, I think Mishlei is trying to say that human fault is always going to be out there. Nobody can say that they're completely free of it. But on the other hand, he just said before, So obviously Mishlei realizes that it is possible to walk the right path in life on the whole, 
And once in a while, even the person who walks the right path may make a mistake and may, and may sin. That's what we have Yom Kippur for. Evan va Evan a father a father Hashem gam shnehem. Another favorite phrase in Mishlei to talk about something that gam shnehem. In fact, in the next two uh, lines down, we're going to hear ozen shomat for ayin roat Hashem osa gam shnehem. Kitovat Hashem gam shnehem is also used in Sefer Zevarim about etnan zona u v'chir kelav. In other words. These are various things that have become known for basically upsetting Hashem, and they're similar in their effects. Basically, the first group is cheating. Ozen Shomat, for Ayin Ra'a, is saying that all humans' actions, all things that humans think comes up just because of their big brain power and their sense, Hashem is really behind them all. We're all basically creatures of Hashem. We're not really independent actors. Everything we're given to act with is what Hashem placed there in the first place. It doesn't take too long to figure out from the way a young man behaves whether or not he intends to join up with the Tzimimim, like Yaakov Ishtam, the Talek Betumot Tzadik, or if he intends to join up with the crowd of people who are bent on doing evil things, such as the group in the very first chapter of Mishlei that talks about, uh, let's go for a little trip to go rob somebody. So it doesn't take too long before you get a feeling of where, of where a young man's bent is. And one of the basic points in Mishlei is it's the responsibility of parents and teachers to see to it that the young man who's bent is in the wrong direction is straightened out. Mishlei definitely does not go in for let kids do whatever they want type of parenting. People who like to sleep are going to end up being very poor because they don't want to do any work. Wake up early in the morning and you'll have plenty of bread to eat. Now Mishlei gives you a puzzle straight out of the world of bargaining. As I said, when you get into the second part of the 375 Proverb collection in the middle of Mishlei, you start getting things that are a bit more sophisticated. Ra, ra, yomar ha-konev. Let's talk about bargaining. The purchaser who's buying says how bad the purchase is. But after the purchase is made and he leaves, then he boasts to himself what a bargain he got for himself. Now, of course, bargaining was going on even in Sefer Bracers, or at least could have been going on with, you know, Abraham purchasing the field. But Abraham is a very wealthy man, and he's purchasing a field in the front of a market, in front of an entire city. Uh, you know, and even then he doesn't say rah-rah, he just pays the purchase price. You get the feeling that we're now in a society where these type of purchases are routine and they go on every day, and Mishlei is just describing what goes on in the market, like there's a commodities market where people bought their goods. And again, Yesh Zahav Pimim. In other words, again, there's some things that are worth gold and jewels, but what's worth the most? The Chuyakar is Sifte Dad, the lips that speak knowledge. Notice, of course, the phrase Chuyakar was then later adopted and became a major. Perush on the Chumash in the 17th century. Again, a warning about uh, co-signing loans. 
your coats on a loan. Don't be surprised if you lose your clothes. Um, and not only that, but afterwards, they themselves, the clothes are proceeded to be used as security for someone else's loan. In other words, don't get involved with co-signing a loan unless you're prepared to pay the loan you co-signed. Now, I, as I said, that's something you should encourage doing when you go and co-sign a loan for a poor person. Uh, that's the act of tzedakah. A rave la'ish lechem sheker va'achar yimalei pihu chazatz. This is a wordplay on arav arave, but with a totally different meaning. Now it's like mayim genuvim yimtaku. You know uh, the words. The, in other words, the the bread of lies is sweet because basically people love to tell lies, but eventually. The very mouth that tells the lies is going to be filled up with stones and rocks, because that's the outcome of lying. Machshavot ve'etzatikon u'betachbulot Plans should be worked on by getting advice with different people, and when you look for advice, the chances are your plans will stand. Same for making war. Don't make war until you have figured out all the possible ways that the, uh, the operations could go. Tachbulot is the word used in the beginning of Mishlei. It basically comes from the word chevel, all the possible directions. Go lo titarav. As I said much earlier in our discussion of Mishlei, Rechilut, which is one of the major Averot that people get involved with every day, and is one of the Alches on Yom Kippur, means telling things about other people that they don't want known. Even if the things are true, even if the things in your mind might look well for them, if they don't want it to be known and you go around telling it, if they want a secret and you publicize it, then you're over on the lab of Rechilut, and uh, the, 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 this is looked upon with enormous disfavor by the Torah, by Mishlei, Yechezkel talks about it. In other words, don't get involved with a person who starts talking you know, about other people. Don't talk about other people. That's rule number one in life. If you want to lead a Torah life, you were given lips to talk Torah. You know, that's what you should talk about when you have conversations with other people. Whatever you do, don't talk about other people. If you can't talk about other people, about Torah, then talk about events of the day. But don't talk about other people. Don't gossip, okay? That can only lead to sin. Uh, this is one of the first of the Arurs, Asheri Kalel, Tavivi Yatimo, Avivi Melchilel, Domov Bo. This is in Sefer Vayikra, chapter 20. It's in Sefer Devarim, chapter 27. And Makalel, Avivi Yimo, Mot Yamut is in Parshat Mishpatim. Remember, the Kalel does not really mean to curse out, it means more along the line of to treat them lightly. When Hagar uh, treats Sarah with disrespect, that's what's being referred to here. 
A person who does not treat their parents with proper respect, Mishle says, let their light go out. Uh, a person who acquires wealth too fast may end up with a future that's not going to be blessed and will not be solid because it came too quick and will easy come, easy go. If somebody does something bad to you, don't feel you have to take revenge on them yourself. It's much sweeter, actually, if you just wait. If the person's wronged you, the chances are Hashem has seen the wrong. Therefore, if you just have a little patience, Hashem will usually manage to right the wrong in some way, and you don't have to do it yourself. It's a lot more satisfying when Hashem does it than when you have to do it yourself. So Avat Hashem Evan Evan, which repeats what we had in the puzzle before, Again, cheating in the market is one of the greatest of errors. People think that they decide what they're going to do, not realizing that a good deal of what they do is already imprinted in their genetic endowment from day one. And they themselves don't even know half the time what direction they're going to be going in. The ultimate cause of all is Hashem. It is a trap for people to make the darim, to let out their mouth. Yalah here basically means to let loosen up your mouth and make an edit without thinking exactly what the consequences are. Because once you've made an edit to Hashem, there's no way out of it. Look what happened to Bat Yiftach, a perfect example. After he made an enter, Yiftach couldn't do anything about it anymore. Okay? It was basically a lost cause. So the answer is, don't make a netter or a pledge in the first place. And when you do make one, say, believe netter. Mizarat Rishaim Melechacham Vayashem Alehem Ophan. Similar to what was said earlier in this parak, the job of the king is to, the wise king is to scatter the wicked. And not only that, but to take the wheel of the threshing plow and roll it right over them till they're crushed totally. In other words, law enforcement requires that the wicked be crushed, not just simply, you know, discouraged, but crushed. Mer Hashem Nishmat Adam This, of course, is the Asmata. Uh, for uh, candles, for Yaratzad, for Yom HaMitah, uh, the, the, the breath that Hashem breathed into the first human being, is what allows all the other organs of the body to go. And then, a person becomes a living creature because God breathes the breath of life into them in the first place. So the light that comes in a human being comes from Hashem. Again, again, saying what the point of the Melech's job is. The Melech has to watch to see the Chesed Ve'emet is enforced in the kingdom, and only with that can he be secure on his throne. Tiferet pachurim kocham v'hadar zekenim seva. The glory of young people is their strength, and the crown of elderly people is their white hair. Uh, the point here being, this is what's expected from them. 
you know, the young are the ones who fight wars, the old are the ones who direct wars. Uh, you can see the quality with the big muscles on the young person and their street speed and strength and the white hair on the older person. Both of these are considered crowns of that particular stage in life. Chaburot Pesa Tamrukbara or Tamrikbara Makot Chadre Batan. Again, the only thing that basically eradicates wickedness is the lashes, the things that basically cause the enforcement of the law. In other words, beatings, that's what basically makes people afraid to be wicked, that they know they're in for a beating. And finally, to wrap up the whole Melech theme, this is similar to the one that was said before about people, you know, think that they make up their mind. So too, you know, the Melech is basically looked upon as a force that acts totally independently. But even the Melech slave is in the heart of Hashem. And sometimes Hashem is the one who's going to decide which way the Melech is going to go. We have stories like that in the Tanakh. Look how, for example, Rechavab, instead of taking the advice of the older advisors, proceeds to take the advice of the younger advisors and causes his kingdom to be split up in half. Tomorrow we're going to resume with uh, Perek uh, um, Aleph, verse 2. Uh, so this is Yehudi Feldman signing off. Shalom. We'll see you tomorrow.